danger. It's dangerous. Hey, everybody, come to the Breakfast Club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're a You're a Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Where the interns at, man? Uncle Charlotte can't even continue the show till I get me some green tea and some honey, man. My goodness. I, I thought it was Friday this morning when I was walking in. And I was like, yes, it's Friday. And then yeah. I realized it's not. It's definitely not Friday. It technically is Friday if you want it to be Friday. It all depends how hectic your day is today. If you got one of them light Thursdays Ooh. where you can just go home after work, you're going to ease right on into Friday. So you can go ahead and make this your weekend. I definitely got a light Thursday. I <laughs> Hey, the weekend is here. And plus it's the holidays, too. So I'm one of those people that have chosen to enjoy every moment of the holidays. I'm not the guy that waits until Christmas Eve to get in the spirit. I've been in the Christmas spirit since after Thanksgiving. Matter of fact, I've been in the Christmas spirit since before Thanksgiving. I I really enjoy every moment of the holidays. Yeah, you and me both. Yes. And yes. I'm going to see Chris Rock tonight, too, at the Garden. You going to? I'm going tonight, too. I'm definitely going Oh, tonight. yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see Chris Rock tonight as well. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going. Yeah, I finally got my Christmas tree up, so the Christmas tree is up. Ben had my Christmas tree up. Got uh, the decorations up this week, though. You put the tree, them up? The tree was up with no decorations. You put them up? Or, or, Absolutely not. That's okay. My, my daughter and my wife. Absolutely. Yeah, we got somebody to come do ours. So uh, they put the tree up last night. They were finished last night like 11 o'clock. Now, yesterday was our company's uh, holiday party. Yes, it was. Now, uh, Charlemagne arrived early. He actually arrived before on started. time. Yeah, before time. You know why? First to leave. I mean, first to arrive, first... First to arrive, first to leave. And let me tell you when I knew Charlemagne was ready to leave. So about 7.59. Now, the party, mind you, was like 7 to 11. But at 7.59, Charlemagne says to our boss, Coach. Everybody's here right now, so let's go ahead and take this group picture. (laughs) And take a group picture. So our boss looks at me, and I said, you know he's saying that because he wants to leave. That's right. Charlemagne looks at me, starts laughing. Listen, I I I had a hectic day. I didn't just, I don't just do radio. I do a few other things. So I was literally in the city all day long. I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Take a shower and go to bed. Yeah, you and me both. So Charlemagne took the picture and bounced. That's it. And Out. Get, and guess who I'm bounced with here. him? You did? I. That's <laughs> it. And let's be clear, Envy didn't get there early. Nope. He got there. He probably was there for about 15 minutes. He yeah. was, that group picture shows that he was there. I was there. All right. I was Where all is that this group picture? I posted it. I posted oh, it. Oh, you too. did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I posted it on the gram. Yeah. But as soon as I seen Charlemagne shaking and wiggling... Hood on, I was out. jacket on. I said, oh, I know what that now, play Now, what's interesting means. is that I ended up staying there until it was over. Oh, that's, <laughs> really? That, that's... Every time I tried to leave, I was stopped and had a whole other conversation. I was. It started off with me leaving the room that the party was in. Then I was in the mm-hmm. bar outside that room. Mm-hmm. Then I was on the staircase mm-hmm. in 4040 where you sit to what? Every time I, mm-hmm. I was, like, making my way toward the door, but then it'd be another, come on, one more drink. Come on, let's all do a shot. Nah. Let's have a toast. You don't let's have a conversation. You don't know how to sneak out. I got caught up in the bathroom for an extra five minutes. And I waited wow. for him. Right? So I was like, I'll be waiting for Charlotte. I was like, what's taking him oh, so long? He must be doing a number two. Because Ty Boogie and Puerto Rico Rob is in the bathroom. Isn't Ty Boogie from Harlem? He is from Harlem. So meeting so in know, the men's room. So you know where the conversation went. Mace. It was all about Mace and Black Rob. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not 
I refuse at this point in my life to be in a bathroom in New York City discussing Black Rob and Mace. All right? I heard was Charlamagne talking about Black Rob. The whole and Mace. night. Like that all was the whole conversation night. all night long. Oh, Every time I walked past, I heard, well, Black Rob. Good rap debates, though. Oh, my goodness. Did y'all wash your hands at least before y'all were talking in the bathroom? I washed them. I definitely washed mine. All right. Speaking of Harlem. Jim Jones will be joining us this morning. We'll kick it with Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll ask Jim Jones about uh, Mace and Cam and all that good stuff. Of course we will. Of course we will. All right, and let's get the show cracker. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Man, I know you guys all saw what's happening in L.A. with these wild, in Southern California with these wildfires and people having to evacuate. So we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about marijuana as well. All right, we'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. Here's Post Malone. Post Malone trash ass. 21 Savage is rock stars. Wow. Morning, white everybody. One. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the breakfast club. When white people ready to take something down and build something up, boy, they do it instantly. You know how you just be driving and you be like, damn, where that Starbucks came from? Yes. I just turned around and the whole Power 105.1 studio here in New York is gone, damn It's man. gone. Not only is it gone, they, <laughs> I moved, didn't see it. they moved to Ryan Crest's uh, private studio. Who is Ryan Crest? Crest? I said Ryan Crest. Ryan, Ryan Seacrest's <laughs> private studio. Have you been there yet? Yes, I have been. They got uh, windows. It's yes. all plush and nice over there. Yeah, they got That's not a good view, though. Yes, all, no, all you do is see that another hotel. Nah, well, if I got a building side, in New York, if I got a window in New York, I want to see the city. When you turn around, you see another brick wall. Or would you prefer to see the hotel or, or this wall? This wall right here. No, I'm I'd rather to see the city. Nope. All right, you say that until some w- wicked-looking pigeon just fly around the window and look you dead in your eye <laughs> and, and wonder what you're doing here. All right, well, let's get in some front-page news. Now, in Thursday Night Football, which is tonight, New Orleans played Atlanta Falcons. Now, let's talk about these fires in Cali. Yeah, it looks awful now. Los Angeles has been threatened as these wildfires are spreading. And in Bel Air and Sherman Oaks, tens of thousands of other South California residents also, they've already fled. And more than 83,000 acres and so many businesses and homes have already been reduced down to ashes. So I'm sure you guys have been seeing that on the news. It looks crazy even as you're... It looks crazy. Yeah, driving on the freeway, you can see all of that happening also. They're saying that these wildfires will get worse before they get any better just because of the conditions in California. It's a a very dry right now, strong, volatile winds, and the terrain is very difficult for firefighters to go through. So all of that right now is not prime time for California to have to deal with this. Damn. Mm-mm. Firefighters go out there and actually try to put those out, or yeah, they, they just do. let them blaze. They're trying, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. They're just trying to contain it. They were trying to fly planes yeah, over so the fires and drop water and, and things like that. Water on the, yeah. What causes them? Just like people throwing cigarettes, like uh, sparks. I don't know. What causes Any little thing could cause it. Like you said, the cigarette thing. And they thing, just spread really quickly. But they spread so fast because it's so dry. Fire, it's, yeah, it's so dry and it's windy. So they're saying there's hurricane-like winds. So it's just out of control. So bringing back the Smokey the Bear campaign would be pointless. Yeah, I don't know what At they At this can point, do. yes. But in mm. L.A., now they are going to be the largest U.S. city with legal recreational marijuana. So they just decided this. They voted yesterday, and they're going to license sales next year after all these debates. They finally approved rules that will make sure that commercial sales and cultivation laws are going to begin in less than a month under an initiative that was approved. <laughs> so residential neighborhoods would be off limits to those businesses, and so would uh, areas around schools, libraries, and parks. But... Now people can recreationally have marijuana. It's legal in Los Angeles. Well, all the weed in the world not going to make me forget about these damn forest fires. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. 
All right. What else are we talking about? That's it? Well, no. And the House of Representatives has also passed a bill yesterday loosening gun restrictions. I know you got your gun license recently, right? Yep, in 35 states. So right now, you actually, if you have a permit, you can carry concealed weapons and legally travel with those firearms to other states. Yeah. What happened now? I mean, that you could, that's not like a setup. What I could have did that regardless. You got to fly it under the plane, but you just can't. So does that mean I can take my firearm to New York City and, and travel? Because nope. right now, I got to travel out of Jersey. Uh, yeah, I guess so. They're saying it's kind of like having a marriage license or a driver's <laughs> license. Nope. No, yeah. it, listen, it's like having this a, a marriage license, a driver's license is valid in other states. So now, nah. if you have a license to carry a concealed weapon, you can bring that firearm with you to other states. I ain't listening to you. No, I ain't trying that. Nope, 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 Especially not New York, New York, you guarantee three years. Nope, 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 nope. No, and particularly, they talked about a woman from Pennsylvania, no criminal record. She had a concealed carry permit for her pistol, and they didn't recognize that when she traveled to New Jersey, and she was later on put in jail. So they're saying that they should have to make sure that never happens again. So now, you can just... Carry your concealed weapon. I'm gonna call my local airline, make sure, because that sounds a setup. Like, I'll, nope. I, all right. Well, that's front page news. Now get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning, whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Maybe you went to your Christmas party, your company's holiday party, and you're tired, or maybe you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Nanda from Jersey. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Um, well, I didn't want to complain this morning because that's not really my thing. I just wanted to spread some positivity. Okay. And... Um, just basically say that every day, you know, it's a new day to go out and do something different, try something different. If you're not happy with your situation, stop complaining about it and go out there and get it. Yeah, Absolutely. I totally agree. I agree with that. I say that all the time. Thank you, Mama. You're welcome. Have a great day, guys. You, you too. too. Hello, who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris, get it off your chest, bro. Man, it's Friday for me. I got vacation left over because I'm salary. So I took off every Monday and every Friday. That's December. what I'm talking about. You know what? I'm thinking about that, too. I got like two, three days left on my vacation. I'm thinking about How? doing the same. Yeah, I'm using all mine. It's the best thing, dog. It's the best thing. You ain't got to tell me. I worked hard this year. I'm going to take me a nice little break at the end of the year. You hear me? Yeah, have a good one. Word. Well, y'all have about a week to do that. Hello, who's this? Hey, I'm out of Atlanta, Georgia, man. No name, but hey, good morning, Brother Club. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to all the EPS drivers out in Atlanta. You know, we going through it right now, working all these hours, and yeah, we going to get through it. That's all I want to say. Okay. All right. We're going to get through what? What happened? I mean, it's UPS. It's, it's a tough season for them. They deliver like a mother. Salute to UPS. A tough, always. It's a tough season, but, you know, they should have prepared for this. You know, they got us out here working 70 hours a week. And let me ask you a question. Jeez. Do you find it insulting when people say uh, UPS is hiring? Uh, no, I don't. I feel like they should apply and come get a job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, UPS got great benefits. Y'all get paid a nice rate. Let me let me ask you a question. What's a good tip for a UPS driver? Because I never tipped a UPS delivery guy, but this year I got to tip him. What's a good tip? I mean, a good tip for the UPS driver is wear okay. hand warmers. It's cold out. <laughs> I, I deliver to this book publisher to get books to their house, and every time that we're not allowed to come to the house for one. But when I do come to the house, she'll send me like a $50 tip. Okay. 
You said a fifty dollar tip? Yeah, about a fifty dollar tip. Yeah. Oh, fifty dollars. Hey, what's the winter outfit for a UPS driver? I never see the winter outfit. I always see the short shorts and the little brown shirt. <laughs> well, they tripping. But uh, long pants, long sleeves, and a heavy jacket, and the the UPS have the fur on the side. Got you. Okay, okay. Thank My you, man. bro. All right, y'all take care. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? What up, Envy? What's up, bro? Who's this? This is G from Brooklyn. G, get it off your chest, bro. Hey, look, man, I'm really upset, man. Look, I met this girl online, right? She decided to meet up. She texted me like, hey, look, I'm running late. I'm like, all right, no problem. But when she gets there, she ain't had no legs. Ah, damn. Yeah, yeah, but the that bothered me, though, is that, yo, she, I automatically assumed that she had legs. Why did you assume that? How can you look at a person and she don't got no legs, but then assume they got legs? Because she said she was running late. So I automatically assumed she had legs. Oh, all right. So you thought about this joke last night and you was like, yo, I'm going to call the breakfast club in the morning and I'm going to say this and I'm going to rip. But now that is everybody just looking at you with the blank stare face, you over, you thinking it, you rethinking it. Yeah, he rethought it. Sorry, bro. Hello, who's this? Camille. Hey, Camille. Get it off your chest. Um... School. Just school. want to say school. What about it? Is that good or bad? I'm tired. I'm tired. Oh, my classes. I need a break. You, oh, you about break. to get one? The holiday break coming? I know, but it need to come fast. What grade you in? Ninth. Man. <laughs> Listen, you got your holiday break coming up, and then you got three more years of high school left, and then you got some college if you choose to do it. You'll be fine. Have a blessed day. All right, now. All righty. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, get it off What's your that? chest. What's up, Envy? Oh, man. Trav, hey, what's up, Trav? Hey. Hey, boo. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? How y'all doing? Good. What's up, Trav? What's up, Trav? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'm so mad this morning. I'm so pissed off. Like, mad, I'm Trav? Like, so, I'm one of those people that if I'm driving and I try to get over, like, don't speed up because I'm going to oh, force yeah. myself over. And I had this mentality that, like, I wish somebody would hit me. And somebody hit me yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And I got the ticket because the cops said that I was supposed to yield to the person, which I still don't understand. Let me ask you a question, Trav. Did you get hit in the rear end? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually, I did. By this lady named Elizabeth. I'm not going to say her last name, but Elizabeth from Philly. You know who you are. So you didn't really enjoy it because it was a girl who hit you in the back. Okay, (laughs) I understand. What kind of car was she, Trav? Say what? What kind of car was she in? Uh, she was like in a in a in a Subaru. It was an older model. Yeah, it was like an older model Subaru. You can't play with people who win the older cars because they don't really care as much for their cars. So they will and especially they, in they Philadelphia. Oh, Trav, you in Philly now? Yeah, I live in Philadelphia. Okay, Envy. I thought Trav was in Atlanta. I don't know. Why'd you assume no, that? Oh, I don't know. I live in Atlanta. Why did you assume that? You, see, he's trying to play you. He think you a messy bottom, so you live in Atlanta. <laughs> I can't believe you just you know, assumed you know Atlanta, you Atlanta is Atlanta. the home of the messy bottoms. <laughs> Atlanta is the home of the messy bottoms. <laughs> All right, Trav. But anyway, I live in Philly. Goodbye, MV. Happy holidays, Trav. <laughs> Trav you too. hanging up on us. I know, right? He's I got to go now. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up at any time. You, We got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Time Magazine's Person of the Year. We'll tell you who got that. And I'll give you some news that's quite ironic. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Time Magazine's Person of the Year. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, we told you about the candidates for Person of the Year for Time Magazine, mm-hmm. and they did end up picking this time around the Silence Breakers. The people who have come forward in all of these sexual harassment scandals, that includes Ashley Judd, Taylor Swift, who sued a DJ and one earlier in the year, former Uber engineer Susan Fowler, activists Adama Iwu and uh, Terry Crews was mentioned, Rose McGowan, Alyssa Milano, Selma Blair, Megyn Kelly. A lot of people were mentioned on that Time Magazine Person of the Year cover. I like that. The Doors definitely got kicked off the hinges this year regarding rape culture, sexual assault culture, and I'm definitely seeing guys change their ways and think about their past behavior. So, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly enough, on CNN, uh, one woman, Jessica Lee, she's 74 years old now, and she had mentioned and did interviews about Donald Trump actually groping her in a first-class cabin on a flight more than three decades ago. She was a traveling businesswoman at a paper company, and she sat next to him in first class. And she said about 45 minutes after takeoff, he had lifted the armrest and began to touch her, grabbing her breast, and he tried to put his hand up her skirt. She said he was like an octopus. His hands were everywhere, and she actually went to the back of the plane because she felt she was being assaulted. Now, here is what Donald Trump said in response to her accusations previously. People that are willing to say, oh, I was with Donald Trump in 1980. I was sitting with him on an airplane, and he went after me on the plane. Yeah, I'm going to go after Believe me, she would not be my first choice, that I can tell you. Well, she responded to that on CNN. Here is what Jessica Leeds had to say about not being his, quote-unquote, first choice. I find that just ludicrous because he didn't pick me. I was there. I was available and he was bored that's that's all it was that's all it was the other women who are beautiful and 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 beauty pageant types and most of them have long blonde hair which is something he seems to like he picked them but i was just there yeah just because i'm not your type don't mean you won't try me i mean i prefer green tea but if there's no green tea around i'll drink some ginger tea or some black tea as long as it's some honey it's cool whatever's available yeah multiple women have accused donald trump of sexually assaulting them groping them grabbing them one woman talked about working at a company a paper company and she said when donald trump came in he kissed her on the cheek then kissed her on the mouth and wouldn't let go. That's and, crazy. Yeah. Why so. nothing sticks to with him? Like, he never seems like he gets in, in trouble Teflon Don. Nothing. Teflon Don. He just laughs it off and keeps I it I mean, moving. he even said Sheesh. on tape before about women, he said, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. It's and he it. said he just basically kisses women without invitation. He does anything. I mean, his fan base probably likes his honesty. Truth be told, like they probably, well, well what they well, perceive is it. honesty. He says that these allegations are all false and untrue. These are just words that he said, and he never actually carried out any of this oh, behavior. Goodness. All right. Mike Epps is going to be executive producing the social media awards on BET. That's going to air live on February 11th. So it's going to be the best and worst of social media. They got social media awards? That's their first time ever doing Drop it. Drop one of Clues Bombs for BET. BET has been doing some really dope stuff in the culture the past year or so, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't even going to lie to you. That what sounds awards? interesting. What awards do they have? Did they say yet or not yet? 
Oh, I have no idea yet. Mm, okay. I don't have like any what, idea. Best but website, best Instagram page. It's going to be about like viral. Meme. It's going to honor the most viral moments. Okay. Best social media personality, stuff like that, I'm sure. Of the year. And congratulations to Remy Ma for opening her new store, Conceited. You're off on a clues bomb for Remy Ma. North Carolina, right? Yes. North Carolina. She posted it um, at Conceited the store if you want to follow. She said, one of my dreams that came true, I appreciate everyone that stood on that long line during the grand opening, and thank you for your continued support. Thank you to everyone that's been supporting. Thank you to all my bomb-ass employees. So mm-hmm. I love black entrepreneurship, baby. There you go. Congratulations to Shout Remy. To Rem. And she has her special that's going to be airing on VH1, her and Papoose. Uh, Remy and Papoose, a Merry Mackie holiday. So that's going to air on December. December 18th okay. on VH1. I'm Angela Yee. Oh, yeah, Remy and Papoose got a special. I don't like the way you worded that. Remy and Papoose have a special. I said that. What she said? I was talking about her store, and then yeah. I said she also has a show. She Remy, said, wait. And I said Remy and Papoose. I just, just wanted it to be equal billing, that's all. It is. I said Remy and Papoose. <laughs> Stop yes, it. that's all. All right, I'm Angela <laughs> Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, when we come back, Jim Jones will be in the building. We'll kick it with Jimmy, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Capo Jim mm. Jones. Hey, what's up, with you? you pulled it all night. I had to you were up doing some sequencing and all yeah. of that for the album. Yeah, excited, happy. Been a long time coming. What you working <laughs> on, Dipset EP? Or that's your no, solo. No, no, no. Or? Just my solo project called Wasted Talent. Dipset EP. We're trying to put together a, a little docu EP, seven series. So we were on the phone with Cam last night and talking about a uh, bunch of different things for Dipset. Joel's sent me a couple records yesterday, so it feels good. Everybody's everybody's on their A game, putting their best foot forward. How did that relationship get back together? Last time, you know, we spoke to you, you guys weren't necessarily seeing eye to eye or talking. How did that conversation happen? Um, the conversation happened through a guy named Tuma. Tuma, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tuma Bass, salute to Tuma. Mm-hmm. The hell is Tuma doing uh, negotiating <laughs> situations with you and Cam? It wasn't really him ne- negotiating situations with me and Cam. Um, well, I had seen Cam uh, one time and, uh, you know, seen him like that. And, uh, it wasn't the most friendly of uh, encounters like that between the both of us like that. It wasn't like no no hugging and kissing and like that. And that was cool. And it's, we left it at that. And then Tuma wanted to do a dipset reunion. Yeah, for these rap caviar shows that they've been doing, and they had success with them in different places. And um, for the for, you know, if you know Tuma, it's kind of hard to really tell him no, say no to Tuma. Right. Man, I've been knowing him for so long, and he's such a a dear friend and a, and a great Dipset fan, and it just kind of made sense. And um, when he went to speak to Cam first, and then he came to speak to me after he spoke to me, like, damn, you said the exact same thing that Cam said. So I was just like, yeah, you know. Brothers always going to say the same thing. We bros, but, you know, so it was cool. And then um, that led to us having to uh, have some uh, conversations over what we wanted to do for the show and led to us having conversations about music. And then uh, we had a bit of a great conversation over the phone about uh, what's the next steps from here. If this was uh, just a concert that we giving back to New York for them being so great to us through all these years or if we are finally going to take our claim in this game and get some get some kudos that's old old to us so you know I think we're gonna go for the kudos like y'all history is so deep though and when y'all got the history y'all got it's never really about nothing right yeah nah I mean we, I know Ken Fallow since we was children literally like you know 
my day ones, like all these kids say. Yeah, he, they, they really my day ones. I really grew up with them. So, you know, it feels good to not to, to be on the same page and, you know, be able to call them and, and, and we not on no no animosity or no bad blood or nothing like that. It feels good. Shouts to my bros. So maybe we'll get to finally hear these records that Dr. Dre produced and, and these have been in the vault. Well, I want I want to hear the records that Dr. Dre produced. I don't know if we get to hear those. If you know them, call them up for me. Hey, Dre, let me get those records real quick. You got about four of them. I could use them right now. So they all produced by Dre and they full dip set records? Mm hmm Wow. We did them one night. came to my studio long time ago you know I don't even know how the record sound but it's Dr. Dre music so it must be it must be priceless it must still sound good so you know so it's a great experience anyway West Coast sounding because you all you, you you experimented with that a couple of times oh, yeah, I love, the, I love the West Coast music I, um, that was sort of my favorite eras is, is, is West, that whole West Coast when it came in Boys of the, Boys, the, Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society and I was in love with those movies it came about about the last year we was graduating and the whole West Coast culture was just like damn blew my mind and you know, I had Tupac Snoop Dogg was just my favorite rapper of all times and you know and I just felt like it and uh, started getting into the whole gang culture and you know it, it went from there and, you know you ever heard those Dre records nowhere else like the bees or nothing they, oh so he's sitting on them then. got him what you doing Dre Dre ain't got to do nothing. He got a billion dollars. What do you mean? <laughs> That's all the more reason to give him up. Like, yeah. He could go to sleep. Are there yeah. other old records that we haven't heard yet that's in the vault? Um, We got a few records. We got a few old records that we never released. And then um, we got a bunch of new records that we did. And Cam was the same. He had like three records that I probably forgot about. And then hard drives and stuff like that. So we we prepared. We working. Mm -hmm. The most exciting part of the CGL's work. When I see Joel's get excited and he starts setting records and he's in the studio working it. That's the best part about it. Do you think the dipset breakup caused Jules not to get where he needed to be? Because it was a point where it was Jules and Wayne. Same, yep. They did hours together. It's just like Wayne just kept growing, but it's like Jules got kind of stuck in the, the label limbo, dipset breakups, all that. Um, I don't know about all that, but I know in, in life when you're dealing with this with, with this lifestyle, it comes with a lot of demons. And sometimes facing your demons take longer than other, other things in life. And, and these are things you just got to face. I, I couldn't tell you no answer about what took him so long or why he got stifled. Or, or, you know what I mean? That's just what he what he was going through. You know, we, he, we all was there for him. And whatever, however long it took, took, takes for him to get back on track or it took for him to get back on track, it was all written anyway. He's still here. We're still able to be relevant. People still love us. We did a great show. So, you know, maybe it was just on time. Now, at the same time as this all Dipset reunion and the tour and everything happening, all this Mason Cameron drama went down. Where do you stand on that? And what were your thoughts when you it first was, heard I didn't the think it was drama. I thought it was, thought it was, I thought it was <laughs> rapping. Mm -hmm. What'd you think about the Oracle when it came out? Were you like, damn, where this came from? I even haven't even heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard? <laughs> Who gives a f about the Oracle? <laughs> you heard? That's a whole, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You playing no games with no passes and like that. That ain't gonna get us nowhere. I'm trying to count my blessings. I've done enough evil in my life. <laughs> you you stop people with passes, you get yeah. <laughs> cool. Keep that. You heard? God bless you. You heard? But um, other than that, it's cool, man. That shit don't hold no merit to nobody. I ain't making nobody no money. I don't feel like getting into that. It's kind of a whack subject to, to talk about a whack person. You know what I mean? Like, when I was young, they told me don't beat up the cowards. So we ain't gonna get into that. You heard? All right. Everybody talk, I remember, it's bringing back that old call when you called Angie back in the day. 
Yeah, like, you know, I was watching it like, hey, Beffa, how you doing? It's all good, man. You know, he grew up. I was a little loose back then, kind of taking advantage of a situation I knew wouldn't go nowhere. And, you know, I had to learn from different things like that. Like, you know, bullying is not great. It wasn't great on the, on the schoolyard. It ain't great as a, as a grown man. So I stay out of certain shit nowadays. If it ain't worth nothing to put no money in my pocket or got something to do with helping my family and shit like that, I kind of... I kind of try to stay out of things nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Keep me out of it. I don't I don't think they want me in it anyway. All right, we got more with Jim Jones when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This morning, everybody, is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jim Jones is in the building. Charlemagne? That dipset movement was different, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's four kids that really came from nothing. Different parts of Harlem Street. Didn't have nothing. We wasn't no big-time drug dealers or drug lords, but we did what we had to do to get busy and keep some new sneakers on our feet and be able to get in the tunnel and things like that. And um, by the grace of God, we was able to sign million-dollar deals at a, at a, at a teenage age. It was 18, 19 when we signed our first deal. So we've probably been making millions of dollars every year since 90, 1997 and things like that as well. He was talking to Biggs. Biggs was up here the other day, and he was my, talking about... My main man. Biggs is the smartest about- person I know. And, like, he's... I came up different. I ain't really respect too many people older than me. They ain't do nothing for me. I ain't really hustle for none of the dudes older than me. We hustle for ourselves. but... Biggs was something different. He always stood out to me. You know what I mean? When, mm-hmm. you, when you got to the block, or even when I got to the game and watched him in Rockefeller, just his whole position, the mystique about him and everything. And then when you get to know him and see how smart of a person he is and how ill he is, and you find out he was the plug. Ha! Biggs, what's up? He's telling you, telling us about y'all hustle. Have you spoke to Dame? Have, have y'all nah, crossed it up in? I'm cool on that. Shout out to all of them brothers, man. No disrespect. They doing their thing. Let them do their thing. What have been some of the benefits for you of being at Rock Nation now, too? Shout out to Rock Nation. Rock! We could play, we could play Dipset Music in the 4040 now. <laughs> Word. That's the, that is the real reason why I signed over there. Ricky, Go, y'all can Ricky, go Ricky, 4040 now. <laughs> have you nah. been to 4040 yet? No. Yes, I've been to 4040. Oh, yeah. I, I went in there and got drunk one night and had some good food. But yeah, now shout out to Rock. Shout out to OG. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hove. Shout out to Pecos. Shouts to Emery, shouts to Beehive, shouts to Tata, shouts to Letty S, shouts to Shaka. Uh, That's so, many, so funny hearing it's, you say it's that. So man. Many, it's so many names that, that that I can't. That you know, but shouts to the whole staff over there. They welcome me with open arms. They're very helpful when I go in the building. Um, I to tell the truth, they, they was waiting on me. I mean. They did a couple of great deals for me over there that has nothing to do with um, music, which me and OG was talking about the other day. He was saying, man, I don't know what we're doing over here, but I'm going to show you how to make some money. And that's what I that's what I respect the most and things like that is the fact that they showed me how to make some money, whether I got a hit record or not. I mean, and that's their power. That's, that's nothing but power, man. It's, it's dope. It's a great feeling to align myself with, with some powerful people like that. And right now, they're just waiting for me to finish my project so they actually can show me what they do. So the project is finished, though? Cause yes. It just, okay. yeah. I sequenced it, so uh, it's like a couple features I'm waiting to get back. A whole feature? Oh, please. <laughs> you want me to start lying now? Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole on this <laughs> nah, man. Shouts to Big Homie. What I am gonna do when I finish it, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a definitely gonna give him OG, him and OG a copy to listen to, and hopefully I could bait him that way. I let him hear a couple records when he was in the um, office the other day. He was like, "That's that talk right there." So you know, I don't think he would tell me nothing other. So I, I respect it. Man. How, how was that first meeting with you and Hov? Uh, 
Like, do y'all talk about the past at all? Y'all talk about the, the little beef you had for a second? Um, well, the first meeting was, was uh, like, out the blue a couple months after Hassan and uh, OG was in L.A. And um, he was like, yo, if you ain't doing nothing, you should come to L.A. And, um, Is that the party we seen the pictures at? No, no. This was after that. That was actually, that was the first time that I seen him since I signed. That was the... Uh, brunch. The brunch. Brunch, right. Yeah, yeah, brunch. Up. I was a little awkward, a little bit, you know, awkward in there. Everybody looking like I'm a dinosaur and shit like that. <laughs> like, look at the dinosaur. So I just fell back. <laughs> and then after that, a couple months after that, they asked me, though. He was like, yo, OG was like, you should come out there. So they had, like, they gave me a day. So it was an expensive trip. I caught a private jet out there, one go, chopped it up for a couple hours and... Got some good weed and jumped back on the jet. I was watching the old video, uh, you and Freaky in the studio, and y'all was just, like, talking about old situations and old issues stories. that y'all been through. I always wonder, like, when it came to that, did y'all bring a lot of that on yourself? It was because street dudes used to hear y'all raps and test y'all. Yeah, it was, It was. I mean, it was a mixture of, of, of both. We was young, we was dumb, and then what we represented we go around towns and you know you got people in towns that want to test you it's funny like they got some kids in these towns that they just want you to kick their ass so they could go back to their hood like nah they real they just kick my ass I'm telling you they real like it's just backwards in the game so we did a lot of ass kicking to verify who we were you know what I mean right. nothing wrong with that are you tired of talking about the rucker Rucker was weak, man. I, w- I would tell you the whole story of the Rucker, man. The, it was my little man, we did. It was the it was um big team against uh Cam Cam team or Cam Cousin was playing eight butter sideline, eight butter scores. They like, oh, this holiday, my man, this oh, this Holland and uh dude was like such and such and somebody said big name and he was like, Look at this Holland. Then he snuffed my little man. We didn't even need to get into all the names because we all good now. Shout out to all my BK. And he snuffed my little man. I got a chance to get a snuff back because he had snuffed me before on Hawaii a few months back. <laughs> oh so now it was like, oh, you snuffed me. Hawaii and snuff, snuff city for him. And then I got to slapping <laughs> with everybody. And, you know, it's really. And then, you know, people always be like, yo, Cam left you, Cam left you, and like that. But no, he didn't leave me. And if you understood the scheme of opposition, Cam was the money. I always was loose like that. That was, that was the rules. He wasn't supposed to get enough and I get into. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. You heard? And y'all got out of there, which y'all should have. It was like 40 people. And that's what people understand. It's like more than that. I start, you got, Puffy got, I'm going to tell you, Puffy used to watch it all the time and laugh like, you <laughs> wow. I was fighting like nine of them. Really? And then I had had a box cutter in my pocket, and that's really how I got out of there. I, had, I forgot I had the box cutter. I, the old Armstrong, the joint big was talking about the orange box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Back up Everybody was like Oh Like I had a gun Like oh We got the race I was like Yo alright Let me get a bus move there I got mine off You heard So actually I was I was the winner in that one I had no scratches I snuffed like five people Back to Razor I, I was looking like Super dog And see this is, When Cam was here Cam was like Nah Jim never Jim never got out of there Jim fought everybody a hundred percent. I mean, I'm one person, and at that time, I probably like a buck sixty, and I'm fighting puffy security and a bunch of bad boys, dudes. I was, I've always been nice with my hands. I'm pretty good, pretty good. Because <laughs> first it was the Harlem World crew, I yeah, guess Cam I'm was him. a part of. So what what caused Dipset to? No, Harlem World was really like a crew. It was just like Harlem World was the place we was at. That's what we were saying. Harlem World, Harlem World. That was it. Like I got Harlem World on my arm. That's what I thought. I was but like, it's all over the place. It ain't in script and shit 
like that because yeah. I didn't really feel it. I didn't like the one they had in script, so I did the shit I wanted because mm-hmm. I was from Harlem World. Mm-hmm. You dig? Mace didn't run Harlem World. Mace was never a leader like that. He just was a talented kid that always knew how to rap and dance, and he got his chance first to rap and dance with Puff and got on. Like He wasn't never a gangster or pump no drugs in Harlem or did anything like that. You know what I mean? He always just dope at the music. And that's what everybody think I'm being biased by saying. I thought it was a reach for him to say Cam got my name on his arm. Like, Harlem I mean, World is the borough. Battle rapper. That was cute. Mm-hmm. He did, but we did more for Harlem than he did. And I can say that wholeheartedly. Very wholeheartedly. All right, we got more with Jim Jones when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into a Jim Jones mini mix. Let me know your favorite capo record. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This morning, everybody, is DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jim Jones is in the building, Charlamagne. Oh, but what, what made y'all start Dipset? You know, we started through Mace, and can't take that away. Mace was the first one to get us in line, bring Cam to the to the to the water, let Cam get get a drink and shit like that. And then, um, when you the man and you in the Mace position, you kind of dictate what's going on. It's, it's your show and shit like that. And um, remember walking through the hallways, we used to just singing. I was diplomat, uh, we just singing that shit. And then um, one day, you know, Mace used to do these shows and to have dancing. Cam didn't really like the dancing. So he would have us on that speaker. Jim, you on that speaker. He choreographed or choreographing the dance and shit like that. <laughs> um, so we did it one day, right? I ain't feeling this. I ain't feeling this. He treating us bad. This ain't what we do. Same. Next day, Cam like, pack it. We out of here. Just, we gonna blow ourselves. That's what started the difference. Wow. Straight like that. Straight like that. Dancing on speakers is starting to diplomat. You know, and that's and mm-hmm. these are the moments that I respect Cam for. Like, you know, I tell people, Cam not a killer. He ain't the toughest individual, but he ain't no punk, and he definitely not letting anybody do nothing that he don't want to happen to him. Mm-hmm. If he ain't getting just do, he's standing up for it, I mean, no matter what the situation is. Whether he come out on the bottom of it or on top of it, he's standing up for it. And I seen him stand up for everything that we got when we was coming up, and. Me watching how bold he was for us, it was like, man, well, sh- I'm gonna put everything on the line for him. Was, was Jules around then, or was this you and Cam? Well, Jules came in about '99. Mm-hmm. You did like right before the, the tunnel wrapped up. I kind of gauge everything around the tunnel time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tunnel was like before and after mm-hmm. the tunnel stages and shit like that. So Jules came in at a very early time. He got came in when Cam did sports drugs and entertainment. That was the um, first time people heard Wells on, on music. What I said, that was dope. Jules was like 16. Um, Definitely was we were super talented and it was kinda of funny for him because he came in the game right when we pretty much lost our deal. That's when entertainment lost the sixty four million and they had to send us back to Sony and then we was doing the join of Sony and then I'm my money running out in the bank. Ain't looking good and he was like, We gotta do what we gotta do, bro. And I remember going back to the streets and I remember Cam going out of town. I remember me just hustling out the Bronx, like real hustling, like Put it all on the line because we didn't carve the lifestyle out for ourselves. That I'm not going back to the project to live like that. I could hear Cam saying that, like, boy, we got to do what we need to do. If music don't work, we can't be broke. And then um, Dame came in the picture. Cam got to sit down with him because we was beefing with Dame at the time when we were signed with Un because of the sh- that Un and Jay had going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the loyal n- that we are. This man unput us on. We ain't got no problems of going up against the world for someone that we feel 
it's in our best interest and want to see want to see us shine and and go to you know what I mean and that's how that went in there. So when Cam got to talk to him, it was just like, uh, you know what I mean? And Cam was telling him, like, you know, you know what type of we is. He put on for us, we gonna put on for you. Right now, we in a bad situation. Cam, and that's when Dame got to put his whole Harlem spill. If you know anything about Dame, he got this whole Harlem thing about him. Like, Nick Harlem, gotta stick together, man. We can't go through this. And, you know, Dame is a small person. And I was at the time when he was thinking clear, and he took the management position. And then from the management, um, talk Cam into us. Uh, signing over there at Rockefeller and then um, he got the paid in full movie all around the same time I remember sitting in the 40th Park like right after he uh, did the Rockefeller deal and did that record with Bleak and, and all of them and they called Cam Bleak and Beans he Dame called Cam while we was in, on his block and stuff like that in the park and he was like yo you got the part that paid in full right? Cam cried out there that night he was screaming like, I was like mm-hmm. big shit how did the record with uh, Cam and Jay come together? Were you there for that? Yeah, I was there for the whole moment. Cam, when we went wanted to get the record done with him for a minute, like, kids signing all over again, getting back in the game. We done seen every video, got every Jay album, anything that came out. We in 5H, had it on, hustling to it, doing whatever we need to do to it. So, you know, it was natural that we wanted to get the record. And Cam was kind of nice to get in the era at that time. So it didn't happen when we wanted to. And I was speaking to Jay when we was, we was laughing about that with Jay and now I understood his position. He was like, I was up millions of dollars. And nothing was happening when nobody wanted to happen when I wanted to. And I had you did. I was like, you're right. When you look at it like that, and then um, one day we in the studio and he like, yo, y'all ready? You better, you better get on your A game, boy. And that was it. And they set the beat up and these was going back and forth. Um, like it was a fight. It was a beautiful sight. Cam go in the booth, come out. Jay go right in the booth, come out. Cam go in the booth, come out. And it was, so it was like nobody was in there writing. It wasn't like nobody had nothing premeditated because Jay came back just out of nowhere like, yo, you ready? And put the beat up and it was just on. Like it was just verbal warfare at the highest quality that I've ever seen. So that was that was a dope moment in hip-hop history for me, for Dipset. So whose idea was it to take Jay off old boy? Kill him. Mm. Killer. How was the verse? Heartless. Cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's not erase that shit. It's like, no, no, no. Erase that shit out the computer. Like, disappear that shit. I don't want nobody to ever hear that verse again. It was like... <laughs> so we got to respect it. For what, though? Because we've been trying to get him on it. For, it was just a lot. It was a lot going on. We was young. We just signed. Egos flaring. We from Harlem. Cam think he better than Jay. Jay is the man at that time. Cam is a young gunner. Vicious got the city on tilt. Dipset start brewing up. Like, we was feeling our own self. We was hot and we knew it. You did? Right, right. and, and, and in the city, ain't nobody else was hotter than us but Jay. Nobody on Rockefeller was hotter than us. Nobody in New York City, period. No disrespect to nobody. And shit like, they're not saying niggas wasn't hot, but they wasn't as hot as us. Nah, at that time, no. And it, 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 that dynamic you just mentioned with Un was interesting, too. I never thought about that, because y'all was, Cam was over at Un, so when, I guess, oh, Jay, when, Jay and when Un whole, had their the situation. Whole stab, the whole yeah. stabbing and all that. Yeah. yeah, like, we was we was in that situation, and it was, it was oh, I, was, I remember when we, it, man, I remember, yo, Cam, Un just got stabbed, man. They grab the hammer. We going over the unhouse. <laughs> like what? We grabbed the hammer for him too. I bet. I remember my swim. I had like nautical swim trunks. Big hammer. 
fucking other running the unhouse over there in, 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 in Fort Lee at the time. Did y'all know where the stabbing that came from? You knew the whole story? Or? I mean, I know a lot of things. And it's not yeah. not here, not for, not for here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Maybe yeah, if yeah, I write yeah, a yeah. book and all that type of shit, you heard? You think all of this helps or hurts? Like, what? it's an interesting time in Harlem right now because y'all had the reunion, show, very next day, Mace comes out with a diss record. Nothing hurts because it's all publicity. It's all media. So the more times they can say Harlem, it's, it's the more Harlem gets. But I don't even know. I'll be... Ooh, I want to say so much, but it ain't my position, man. It ain't my turn. I didn't come up here for that and shit like that. But just know Beth has always been a good kid. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to pump him up. We're not going to make it seem like Harlem divided. Like, he ain't from Harlem. He don't represent nothing in Harlem. He's a good kid that came out of Harlem, made his money from Harlem. You dig? He have stopped rapping in, like, 98, 99, like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, right. whatever he's doing, you know what I mean, to get on or try to get back in the music game and want to become a murderer and do interviews with face masks on and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever, man. Like, don't be scared. We here. Yeah, because that's what he told Angie. If it keeps going, it's going to end bad. And I was like, what does that end mean? End bad for who, bruh? Like, I want to know. I want to see how that. I want to see how that movie ends bad. Like, come on, man, ends bad. Like, I, you know, it's like, it's like he was in a, a fifty cent ploy. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you really trying to get at right here? Like, you was never known for murder mace ever in your career. Any record that people have ever heard was, come all you want to, come all you want to. You make great records. You have done extensive work at Bad Boy. Well, come on, man. Don't do that right well, now. Well, he said he's gotten some great deal It's 2018. You don't, have, you don't have no arrest on your rap sheet. You haven't even been in court at all. What are you talking about is going to end bad? You don't hang out with no tough guys. Like, come on, man. Let's keep this cool. Like, do your music. You did this, did the record with Puffy and Khaled. I doubt Puffy and Khaled want to be associated with the bozoness that you're trying to pull off. That's not an A-lane. Puffy got a billion. Khaled on the way to a billion. You looking crazy. You dig? Try to get back to your money. I damn sure ain't got no problem with you, bro. I don't think you want this anyway, bro. At all. You dig? And I ain't want to talk about this. You know my heart start pumping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like you, you took some, pre-workout? Yeah, like tell you the most disrespectful <laughs> shit in your life you ever heard, but that's not what I'm here for, man. You dig? Right. Trying to keep it positive. Shout out to Rock Nation. I don't think they want to hear that neither. See, bro? Think like me, man. These people playing with billions. I don't think they want me to be involved with them type of things. You heard? Right. Leave us alone. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> Jim Jones. It's The Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. <laughs> What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Quality Control Music has a new project coming out, Control the Streets Volume 1. And there's a clip on Instagram. And in that clip, Quavo is saying this. Ice tray on the game of flooded. Ice, ice, ice. Yeah. If a beginner hating, call him Joe Budden. <laughs> damn, it's going to be a sad day in the culture when the Migos jump Joe Button, man. It's Joe- an N-word hating, call him Joe Button. Damn, man. And you can hear the word uh, that means vagina but rhymes with wussy. 
They're not going to battle, though, and in the Joe, background. Joe going to get stomped out in designer shoes that I can't even pronounce, man. This is going to be a sad day in hip-hop, man. But I will say this. We have to stop saying just because somebody doesn't like your music that they're a hater. <laughs> like, that's just, we got we to gotta get over that, people. I mean, if you don't like something, you're a hater. If you like something, you're deriding. Like, where is the middle ground on this issue? Well, if, if it's Quavo's music and he wants to come at him, he can. Oh, absolutely. And then Quavo yeah. come right back absolutely. at him, too. Absolutely. I'm fine with all of that. But so I'm, Joe Button responded, Quavo wants smoke, LOL. And we're called me wussy on the ad-lib track. That's you called him a wussy? Well, no, it rhymes with wussy, but I can't say the word. I kind of like wussy. We might need to start calling these guys well. I, like, I kind of like wussy. You like wussy? Oh I ain't mad at wussy. Soon wussy. as it's all peace, he decides to unleash this lyrical venom in my direction. <laughs> That's crazy SMH. And then he also tweeted to Quavo, I am your OG and you will respect me as such. Wow. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a sad day in the culture when the Migos jump. <laughs> They're not going to jump no damn Joe. <laughs> Just make sure you record a little bit of it, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> salute to my guy, Joe Button. <laughs> but salute to my guy, Joe Button. <laughs> That's my guy, man. Drop, I don't understand. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Joe Button, okay? That's my guy. Right. That's All your right. wussy. That's my, that's my wussy. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. All right, Peter Guns was on marriage boot camp, and he revealed to fans that he was molested as a child. I heard this. I thought about Charlemagne. Whoa. Now, God, tell the story. Charlemagne didn't do this to me. I him. was got, molested at eight molested years as old. A child. Now, he said, I was six, seven, or eight years old. There See? was an older woman who used to watch us. She used to do some really inappropriate things to me. She would put her mouth in inappropriate places, and he said that abuse has caused him to mistreat his own companions later in life. He said she made me scared to tell when I got older, like 14. The girlfriends I had, I would pressure them. So I feel the abuse that I got, I put it on other people. I definitely uh, was getting touched by my cousin's ex-wife at eight years old. And uh, the only reason I made her stop is because I didn't like the smell of her jerry curl. I do want to say um, one thing, though. We always talk about all these women coming forward saying they were sexually assaulted. Why did they wait so long? It was 30 years ago. But you never know how something that happened 30 years ago can affect you to this day. Yeah. I didn't realize it was sexual assault until later on in my life, though, when I saw Tyler Perry on Oprah crying crying because he said his aunt touched him, and I was like, well, what the hell wrong with me? Because I enjoyed it. All right. Goodness gracious. Whew. All right, now let's discuss Fresher on Eminem's revival album. The track listing came out, and we saw that Fresher is on that album. Now he talked to This Is 50 and described how Eminem learned about him. Where's the 5 went ham on, wait a minute, three minutes. Eminem hit him on Twitter. Hey, wh what is this and why are you doing this? <laughs> he goes, this is Fresher's record. Oh, this is fresh. Okay, okay. And that's when it happened. Crazy. He said when he we found out, uh, you know, did I just hear a little chatter, chatter. Hey, 50, oh, Eminem shouted the record out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it, so I don't believe it. Yeah. Until Paul Rosenberg hits my manager. Hey. Eminem wants Fresher on a song. I had to sit down. That is awesome. Salute to Fresher. I've always liked Fresher's uh, voice. I like his sound. But I want to know why 2 Chains got taken off the record. Oh, we're going to get to that. Uh -huh. um, well, we're going to talk about 2 Chains as well. Um, so in this same This Is 50 interview, Fresher talks about 2 Chains. I guess he thought 2 Chains was going to make it onto the same song, Chloroseptic, that he's on. Check it out. Get in the studio. I do the hook. They say, you got a verse? I say, Sure, yeah. I got a verse. Crazy. So I, I, I do the verse. Like it, it was crazy, man. Then like, oh, you know, uh, two chains on the record too. Listen to his verse. I'm like, lost my mind. 
I got the th- I got the feeling that Two Chains watched Eminem on that record, so he took him off. Now I'm gonna tell y'all that's something. That's your story. Technique or whoever got that verse. If somebody got that verse and they leak it, and Two Chains verses are better than Eminem, we are gonna let these conspiracy theories fly. I don't think anybody got well, that yeah. verse. I don't think Eminem will let anybody leave the studio with their verse. I don't understand why you would just take a Two Chains verse. Well, off. I'm sure he's gonna explain it at some point. So we don't know what the reason is. Maybe he's. I have no idea. But Two Chains did post a picture of him and Eminem five hours ago on his Instagram, and he he, he posted what Genius said. According to Fresh, Two Chains' original verse on Eminem's chlorosectic made him lose his mind. Now Two Chains uh, posted that picture and said, "Grateful for the opportunity. New music on the way." I'm sure Chains killed it though. Grateful for what opportunity? I, I guess for meeting M or working with M. Yeah. Uh-huh. And doing something with him. Who knows? Yeah, he did him a favor. Drop on the clues bomb for Two Chains. And thanks to Eminem for donating <laughs> also. Yes, to Change for Change and giving us what did he donate? $150,000 to Change for Change donated from his grand. foundation. Thank you, Eminem. We really we appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. But and that shout out to Paul to Rosenberg, who is his manager, who is about to be the new president of Def Jam. So that's all Salute starting to Rosenberg. next month. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with y'all taking Two Change off that happened. song. We don't know what happened. Maybe they couldn't get the verse clear. We want answers. All right, you and Two Change did a picture. Y'all put it up on the gram. We was looking forward to that record. Two Change was up here on the Breakfast Club talking about it. I need to know why Fresh is on the record, but Two Change is not. I need to know these things. And it has nothing to do with fresh. It has right. nothing to do with fresh. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I want to hear it. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne! Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to? Listen, man, uh, salute to everybody in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know it's the holidays, and everybody's stealing. But if you're going to steal, you got to learn how to steal right. Okay? Oh. These guys in Charlotte did it wrong. I mean, oh. you shouldn't steal at all. Yeah, don't steal. How about that? Okay. Don't steal at all. We know that. But if you're going to steal... Oh. At least try to get away with it. <laughs> All right. Donkey, the day's up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Donkey, other day, man. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, donkey today for Thursday, December 7th. Goes to five young men in Charlotte, North Carolina. Salute to the Queen City. Everyone who listens to us on Screech 103.3 in Charlotte. Drop on the clues bombs for the 704, man. Charlotte, what's happening? One of my favorite cities in the world. Now, these five young men who go by the names of Johnny Penny, Javante Cathcart, Malik Long, Khalil Wallace, and Jamika Colbert were all arrested for breaking and entering, larceny, possession of stolen goods. One was even caught with a firearm and possession of marijuana. Now, it's the holidays, and people are stealing. All right, they're taking packages off your front porch. They're breaking into your homes. They're doing whatever they have to do to ensure they got a good Christmas, even if it's at the expense of ruining yours. And that's exactly what these five young men tried to do, but clearly they aren't too good at it, all right? This breaking and entering thing is tough, man. Now, all five guys entered this townhouse. And a lot of rookie mistakes were made, okay? I can tell by how young they are that they was in over their head. Now, for whatever reason, three of the guys decided to leave the townhouse during the burglary, all right? Maybe they went to Bojangles or something, okay? Doing a burglary makes you crave Bowberry biscuits. So it was just Johnny and Javante in the townhouse, all right? Johnny and Javante are 33 and 24 years old. And last Friday, the man who owned the townhouse came home and found them in the house in the middle of the burglary. Now, the man was able to moonwalk out of his house without them noticing, all right? Mm -hmm. And he called 911. So the police pulled up. And when they pulled up, Johnny and Javante were in the house. So I know you're thinking, well, if it was five guys in the house... And three of the guys left to go get Bowberry biscuits from Bojangles. And when the police came, it was only just two guys left in the house. How in the hell did all five of them get arrested? 
Well, let's go to WBTV CBS for the report, please. What would you do if you walked in on your own home burglary? One Charlotte man experienced that last night, but that's not all to this story. Some of the burglars walked right back into the house while police were there investigating. Five people are behind bars now. Johnny Penny, Javante Cathcart, Malik Long, Khalil Wallace, and Jamaica Colbreath. But this wasn't an ordinary burglary. When the homeowner returned home, he saw Penny and Cathcart inside. They didn't see him. He left and called 911. When police arrived, Long, Wallace, and Colbreath tried breaking into the home again, not knowing officers were inside. When they saw the police... A friend of mine popped out the back and saw people run away. But they were caught and arrested. So you mean to tell me you was already out of the house. You went to Bojangles to get Bowberry biscuits during the burglary. You see the police at the house, and you decided to break into back in the townhouse. You're not going to tell me you didn't see all those cop cars okay. outside. All right? You can't blame age on everything. Malik is 20, Khalil is 22, and Jamaica, Jamaica, whatever the hell his name is, is 16. So age shouldn't be an excuse for good old-fashioned common sense. Kids, you shouldn't be stealing at all. But if you're going to steal, at least try to get away with it. Isn't that the whole point of crime? Do kids play video games nowadays and actually attempt to beat them? Remember when we was kids, we used to play video games and attempt to actually beat the whole game? We didn't want to lose, okay? We didn't want to die and lose lives. It seems like these kids nowadays are really playing this game called life and trying to lose. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Never claimed to be. But the whole point of committing crimes is to avoid the police, right? In Pac-Man, you try to avoid the ghosts. And Mike Tyson's punch out, you try to avoid Mike Tyson's uppercuts. Not only did these five dudes not avoid the police, they set the table for the police at the scene of the crime and decided to come back to the scene of the crime to take their seat at the table with the popo. And now all of them will probably be spending a good portion of the holidays in jail. Now, I could be wrong, but if you can't commit no crime better than this, you should just get a job. Okay, instead of going to Bojangles for Bowberry biscuits, go to Bojangles and ask for a job application. I don't know that they could handle that. You're right. I don't think they can handle the responsibility of working at Bojangles. Uh, some donkey today just sell themselves. Please give Johnny Penny, Javante Cavcart, Malik Long, Khalil Wallace, and Jamika Colbreth the biggest hee haw, please. <laughs> and I also think that if you get caught uh, breaking and entering during the holidays, they should keep you until after Valentine's. Wow. After Valentine's? After Valentine's. I agree with you. If you get caught during the holiday season, it should just keep you till after Valentine's. Just yeah, yeah. You know what? We, we, you're just going to sit this one out for a couple months. Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes when you get arrested on the weekend and it's a holiday weekend, they keep you until Monday? I say push it to Easter. Mm -hmm. I ain't mad at that either. Mm -hmm. All right? You rise when Jesus rise. my holiday. There you go. Yeah, push it yeah, to Easter. I'm not mad at that. You, you, you're stealing from people and you're breaking people's houses and stuff during the holidays? You got to stay till Easter. I ain't mad at that. All right. They well, caught the, there was a person that was stealing packages from off of people's. They caught yeah. They caught yeah. Her. They just caught him. They caught another one too. They caught a female too. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Well, I always feel weird when they leave my package right outside. Anyway, really? Anybody could just walk up and take it. I got a, something called a dog now, so mm -hmm. they got to be very very careful. I got something called a nice neighborhood. All right. <laughs> that's the best place. That's the best place to go. That's where they go. Yeah, what you think they gonna go someplace I, where I people don't you, have I, nice I stuff? I bet you won't get out my neighborhood. I guarantee it. <laughs> I bet you won't get out my right. gate. I'm not even worried. About it. Challenge. Some things I ain't worried about. Challenge. All right. I triple dog dare you. Triple dog. Challenge. I triple dog dare you to put your tongue on this pole. Whoa. Well, all right. 
Don't threaten nobody with a good time. Oh, Merry man. Christmas. Just happy. <laughs> you catch all right. me under the mistletoe. Freaky, freaky, freaky <laughs> Friday. Clearly we know what's going to happen. All right. Jesus oh, Christ. Why? Why did that turn in? Why? Yeah. Why I don't do understand what just happened. Why did we remix that? Why that turn? <laughs> you know what? I was just talking about stealing packages. How? You know what? They would have put a tongue on your pole. I don't know where it went. I'm talking about the Christmas story. I'm trying to reference Ralphie. You know what I'm saying? How that turn bad for Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, up next is Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. You got a question for Yee. Call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was Kanye West through the wire. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. Hello. Who's this? Hey, it's Tatiana. Hey, Tatiana. What's your question for Yeezy? I want to know if I should stay with my boyfriend even though it's the holidays or should I break up with him now even though I want gifts? What? Okay, now slow down. What kind of? Okay, so you know y'all are going to break up. That's nothing to do with love, Yee? Hold on. Let me answer her question. You know, the holidays are a really hard time to break up because you feel like I don't put my work in all year. (laughs) But material things are never a reason to stay with anyone. I mean, but then again, I kind of feel bad because it's like, I mean, I love him. I do have all the love in the world for him, but I don't know if we're going to really work out anymore. Why do you want to break up with him? Well, he's kind of, well, we're not necessarily officially together right now. We're kind of on this trial basis where he's trying to prove to me that he can be the person that I need him to be. Okay. It's, I'm not sure if I want it. I'm not, I'm not, and he, he is doing things, but I don't, I'm not sure if I want it anymore, honestly. Well, what's the problem? Like, what is it about him that you put him on a trial right now? Well, I went a couple months ago, um, we were having a talk, you know, just about general things. Okay, so what are your long-term goals? What are you trying to do right now that, you know, whatever it is. So I'm in school, you know, I have, you know, plans to go to medical school and things like that. So I'm trying to figure out what it is that he's doing to um, be successful in life. And moving forward, he's just, things went left during that conversation and he decided to put his hands on me. Whoa. And that was... So he hit you? Well, he, he tried to choke, he choked me. What? Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, I told him, you know, we broke up for the moment, and then, you know, I thought I missed him, so I decided to go back. But now I'm like, we can't go fully back into this because, you know, I already told my parents, I already told everybody that and we're not together no more, so I got to ease my way back into this to see if this is what I really want. Now, Tatiana, I'm going to always say when somebody puts their hands on you, that's not the person for you. And you sound like you don't even really want to be with him. Like, what do you feel bad about? I feel bad because, like, every time I go to have this conversation with him about, you know, how I'm feeling now, it's like something, I don't know, I feel like he he, he knows I'm getting ready to do something. And he's like, oh, babe, don't give up on me. I'm still trying, still working on myself. Because he's like, I told him, he's in therapy right now. He goes to therapy um, every, every, every other week. You know, he's been going to church and things like that, but I just don't know if it's what I want anymore. Okay, well, while you guys are on this child separation, number one, don't feel like, okay, I want to still kind of be with him because I want to get gifts. F the gifts. That doesn't really matter. Yes, he should try to better himself because he did something that was awful and something that would make me not want to be with somebody. Now, I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do, but I can tell you when somebody puts their hands on you, you should never feel bad for them if you decide to not be with them. That's something that he did, and the consequences of those actions are he might not have his woman anymore because he did something that is unforgivable. He put his hands on you. Anything could have happened. What if he would have killed you? What if he does it again? You know, but I do feel like it's great that he's working on it. He's in therapy. He's going to church. Let him work on it on his own because that's some issues that he has that has nothing to do with you. He needs to fix himself. But don't be with somebody because you want to make sure you get presents for the holiday. 
like he, he lives out here by himself too, and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm the only person that he really knows. Like, well, he'll be all right. He choked the person that he only knows. He'll be all right. He got to deal with that. Oh. And listen, if what he's trying to do is really get back with you, then he better be okay with anything that you say right now. If you tell him I can't do that because you jeopardized my life, I don't feel safe. What you did is unforgivable. He's got to swallow that. That's on him. He made a mistake. He got to suffer the consequences of that mistake. And that is that he might not be with you ever again. Okay. All right. That's true. You know, you can't just feel bad for somebody. Was he feeling bad when he did that to you at that moment? No, he wasn't. All right, so I can't tell you, like, how things are going to progress. I think it's great. Let him go work on himself, do what he's got to do. But I think for the holidays, spend time with your family, with the people that love you, with the people that you love, that you want to spend time with, not somebody that you feel bad for. That is very true. Nothing wrong with being a little bit selfish when it comes to something like this. Do what's best for you. I appreciate that. All right, Tatiana. Alrighty, bye. Bye, honey. All right, we got more Ask E when we come back. 800-585-1051. Hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Tawana. Hey, Tawana. You have a question for Ye? I do. What's your question for Ye? Well, first of all, can you take us off Bluetooth? You sound a little crazy. Uh, my question is, um, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I've been single for five years. And I'm just trying to figure out how do I go about trusting somebody to be around, you know, my daughter, because it's a lot of stuff going on as far as, like, kids getting molested. So I'm kind of scared of that, though. Listen, don't have anybody around your daughter until you're ready to get married. And then still double check. Mm -hmm. You know, and make sure, Mm -hmm. and uh, listen, clearly you can never predict what somebody might do, but you can definitely lower the risk. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is make sure you do any kind of background check you got to do on somebody. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know their family members. Make sure you know the friends that they grew up with. Make sure you know what people have to say about them. You know where they work. All of those things. How old's her daughter? Nine. She's nine years old. I have two adults, but they out the house. So it's just me and her, and I heard a lot of stories and things happen in my family already. So I'm a little nervous about that. So I don't date. I don't do anything. I just go to work and take care of her. But I think it's time for me to, you know. And when you start dating, definitely don't bring anybody around your daughter anytime soon. Okay. And there's no reason anybody should be left alone with your daughter. You got to make sure that you feel 100% comfortable. And even then, nothing is guaranteed. But anything that you can Mm -hmm. do to make sure and make sure that your daughter knows the lines of communications with you are open. Make sure she knows what's inappropriate. Anything makes her uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Make sure she tells you about everything so she knows she can come to you no matter what. Never to feel intimidated. Nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing's going to happen to her. So that she mm-hmm. can always tell you if anything is weird and she knows how to react. Also, just in case somebody even does anything to her. Whether it's somebody I'll, you're dating or anybody in this world. Yes, I talk to her like every month. I try to sit down and talk to her. Because mm-hmm. it already happened to my other daughter. So I'm kind of oh. scared. But not from anyone I was dating. From a family member. So wow. um, do you think it's best to go on dating sites or meet somebody the old-fashioned way? I mean, I think whatever works better for you. Like, do you go out? Have you told your friends and coworkers, hey, if you know anybody good, you know, I want to get back out there and start dating. And just don't put a lot of pressure on yourself when you do go on these dates. Make sure you're not looking at it like this is about to be my man or my husband. This is just somebody I'm going out to have a good time with. Maybe we'll end up being friends or maybe it'll go further. So it doesn't never have to feel like there's so much pressure that every person Mm -hmm. that you meet and go out with is going to be the one. Okay, because I just think I put my life to the side because Mm -hmm. I want to protect her. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just make sure you got, you know, somebody good to babysit when you go out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or get Thank cameras. You. Get cameras around the house. They're very inexpensive right now. You can hook it up right to your iPhone and you can watch it. I have cameras in every room in my crib just in case. Okay. Okay, that's a good idea. All right. 
Good luck. All right. Thank you so much. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, let's talk about Chance the Rapper. We'll tell you about his foundation and who just donated <coughs> $1.5 million to his foundation. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Feels like Friday. He just yelled out it's Friday. Lord have Feels like Friday. You guys, hey. Go, go back on vacation. All right. Don't Chance the Rapper. Let's talk about what he's been doing for the public schools in Chicago yet again. Now he has gotten a $1.5 million donation from Google's charitable arm. And he's going to be using that for the Chicago public schools and for his arts education nonprofit. Dropping the clues bonds with Chance the Rapper. I really so that f- money will be divided up. One million is going to his education, his arts education nonprofit. Then social works and um, which is social works, and five hundred thousand is going to Chicago Public Schools nonprofit charity, Children First Fund. There's certain people I don't understand why people don't like. And Chance the Rapper is definitely one of those individuals. How could you not like? Chance? Yeah, I don't right. get it. So a lot of that money is also going to be going toward computer science education to all schools from kindergarten to twelfth grade within the next decade. Another thing he did was he gave some Chicago high school students some unreleased Jordans. So that was exciting That's for dope. them as well. It was a nice surprise for everybody. He has this event, the open mic event that he does in honor of his mentor, Mike Hawkins, who died three years ago. So he makes sure that he goes to this event that they have and with the help of Nike, he gifted the attendees with the uh, Jordan Retro 11s. Why well, we ain't lean on Chance the Rapper during Change for Change? I don't know. Let's keep him in mind you know for our next... I forgot about Chance. We should have definitely asked yeah, him for some bread. Chance time, for Change. Next time we do the, we, we raise money for a, a deserving organization, let's remember to lean on Chance. All right, now let's talk about Bora Bora. You was just there, Envy. Yes, I was. Spending all the Change for Change money, well, at least some of it. Uh, no. Now, no, Halle no. Berry was also there mm-hmm. with her boy. Mm-hmm. Well, should I say her ex-boyfriend now, Alex the Kid? Did you see them anywhere? I did. I took a pic. Uh, my daughter took a picture of her for her birthday. Did you know they broke up already? They were together. Well, I don't know. They broke up after Bora Bora. <laughs> they broke up in Bora Bora. Can Ooh. you imagine that? No, did trash somebody boxing to in touch. Up with them she on broke spot. up with him during their romantic vacation. Basically, he's thirty-five. You know, she's 51 years old. She decided he was too young. His communication skills were terrible. She said she needs someone who can think for themselves, who's mature, smart, and all-around adventurous. Wow. So she went ahead and booked a flight home. (gasps) How long were they together? No. How long were they together? Five months. His penis was trashed. That's oh, the first time she gave him nah. some. His penis too Goodness. little. He premature ejaculated. Holly was like, I'm too old for this. I ain't got time for this. Now I'm that out. is a vacation gone wrong. Deuces. When y'all break up now, and she catch a flight Matter of fact, I'm enjoy. You enjoy the rest of the ball bar. Everything's paid for. I'm out. You, you might have the penis. last picture with them together with your I daughter. I mean, they, they wasn't together. I mean, he was sitting oh down and she God. was standing up. But you know, the crazy thing about it is, is I was, they were only there for like three days. And I was like, damn, well, you gonna, you're not going to fly 10 hours for three days. I'm like... Mm, Drop well, one of Clues bombs for Holly Berry. Damn. Because if that was a man who did that to a woman, it'd be a completely different story. But being that it's a woman who did that to a man, that's gangster. Oh, I could post a picture right. now. I didn't want to post a picture because I thought maybe it was, you know, her so, and a man was on a low or something. But you and your little pee-pee stay right so here wait, in Bar So wait, so it's a picture with both of them? Or with just... <laughs> well, he's sitting down and she's standing up so you can see him in a picture. But I didn't want to disrespect if that was there. You okay, know. oh wait. So your daughter didn't take a picture with them? No. Madison took a picture. You just said she took Listen, a picture with them. Madison you took a picture with... In the no, you idiot. Madison <laughs> took a picture with Halle Berry, and he was sitting down, but I oh. didn't want to post a picture because it shows him in the picture. And I was like... You know, I don't know if she's on a low or whatever it was. I didn't want to be disrespectful, so I just never posted the Holly picture. Holly probably tried everything. She probably tried his mouth. 
after his little penis and nothing was worth it. She was like, I am out. I am getting the hell out of here. That's All right. messed up, man. <laughs> All right, Lil Wayne's oh Dedication God. 6 album is this coming is out funny. on Christmas Day. He posted <gasps> the artwork. Damn it, man. And he said, I do this for y'all. So right. for everybody who wants to hear some Lil Wayne music, that will be out on can, Christmas can somebody Day. somebody show me a picture of Holly's boyfriend, man, our ex-boyfriend? This is I'm not going to do that funny. right now because I don't want to. <laughs> if you have Revolt, you could have seen the picture of. <laughs> Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. Oh, he look like he got a little meat. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop it. Oh, stop it, man. Don't make fun of that guy. I left him too, goddammit. Don't make fun of him. You don't know if he got a little meat or not. So, wait, I beg you needed Charlamagne for you to stay. You would have left him too. All I'm saying is, first of all, I'm going to be honest with you. From the picture I just saw, she should have never went nowhere with him. All right? He was overachieving. Well, I remember him now that I think about it. I remember seeing him five months ago. making fun of his arms. You say he got a little chubby arms. There you go. Right. Drop one of Clues Bomb for Holly Berry again, goddammit. Gangster. This is a very superficial conversation. Gangster. And now you know that flight is like a the, the last minute is probably like a twelve thousand dollar first That's class Holly flight. Holly Berry, she, she got, got it. That. She got it. That's a and nice part. And from L. A. But he probably is ten hours, uh, about eight and a half, nine hours. So it's a little closer to L. A. At least. But could he? Well, I don't want to. I'd have left pockets. him right there. I'd have told him to look. Because then he had to buy a flight. He has money too. She was probably already paid for. She's like, look, stay here, do some push-ups, get your arms right, do some penis exercises. You know what I'm saying? Maybe oh the next woman goodness. you get with will appreciate this little two inches you got. All right, but I'm going. I'm going back home. I'm all sorry. Right. All right. That all is right. crazy. That is amazing. That's the best story I heard all week long. That is foul. God bless Holly Berry, man. Poor guy, man. Man. All right. Well, there you go. And by the way, he has his own money. He's produced a lot of huge songs. So. But does he got a big penis? All right. That's that's what matters at the what? end of the day. What? He did airplanes. He, had a, if he, he did had a love bigger the way penis, he, he wouldn't have got left in Bora Bora. He seemed nice. They were all nice to the kids. Yeah, ain't family. nobody got time for that when you in Bora Bora. You want to get D down. She's 51 years old. She ain't got time to be playing with a little flabby arm, little penis, man. Drop one of clues bomb for Holly. I'm telling you that's how it went down, goddammit. All right? Holly got the hell out of there because he just couldn't work the middle because it's dang too little. All right? <laughs> Oh, uh, poor, right. poor dude. What's his name? Uh, Alex the Kid. Paul Alex, Alex, the, kid. Alex the Kid Penis. That's his name. Stop, right? man. Jesus Christ. He was nice. Bye, guys. He was nice. I love that stuff. Bye, Revolt. My goodness. All right. Shout out to Alex the Kid, man. He was nice. And Hallie, too. All right. Well, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys picture. tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let me know what you want to hear at DJ Envy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.